You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. Well, it's a police box. What on earth are you doing here? Well, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it. Faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, the fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. You're probably a bit confused right now. I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. This. What is this? That's my ship. What? Let me take it from the top. Hello. I'm the doctor. I'm a traveller in space and time. And that thing buried down there is called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this. Peoples of the universe, the warriors of Sonta offer you hope. I am the head of human resistance against Sontaran occupation. And now we will ensure that the flux takes apart your entire universe. We have everything we need. You try to kill me right now. You have no escape. Hey there, Whovians. We've made it to the end. That's right, folks. Doctor Who Flux is done. We have had the conclusion and we've had the Vanquishers. The sixth chapter of Doctor Who that we've been looking forward to, maybe? There is a question mark there. And, you know, was it what we all hoped? Was it all what we were expecting? Or was it what we were expecting? So we are going to be talking all about that tonight. And we've got a great crew to talk about it tonight. But, of course, we first want to hear from you guys at home. Please write us feedback at earthstationwho.com. Let us know what you guys thought of this episode. We did get a piece of email. So we are going to read that at the end of the show from our friend Robert McIntyre in the UK. He dropped his thoughts on this final episode. we will be very curious to hear what he thought and how it matches up with what we thought. We do have a couple guests sitting in with us though tonight. Let's of course first welcome Shirley's back on the show. Shirley, how are things at the Pandorica restaurant? Oh, they are the same. It's um it's good. It's holiday season. The the area is uh filled with shoppers and everything. Thing things are going good, you know. That's awesome. Com- probably compared to last year, it's probably hopping this year. Well, uh, yeah, there's uh, more people around, more people shopping. That's good. Hopefully you guys are doing okay up there too. Yeah, we're doing good. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. And of course, we have a newbie with us on the show. Let's welcome one of my favorite Doctor Who fans. I've been part of her group for quite some time up on Facebook. Let's welcome Ramona to the show. Hi, all. How are you, Ramona? You are a huge Doctor Who fan, and we've actually not have you had a, you up on the show before. Do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself and who is your doctor? Uh, my name is Ramona. I'm from Hartford, Connecticut, and 
I'm a big Doctor Who fan. Uh, have been since uh, before 1984. Um, but 1984 is an integral year as my first episode on PBS was Pyramids of Mars. Oh, that's a great one. one. Nice. That is awesome. That is really, really awesome. We just actually reviewed that not that long ago on the show. So it's pretty awesome. And so you've been with Hooked on Doctor Who since? or Long since. Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. Well, I'm very glad to have you up here. So as we've always been doing through Doctor Who Flux, when we have people on the show, what I'm going to, this goes out both to Shirley and you, Ramona. What has your thoughts been on the series so far? So far, up until the Vanquishers? Or? Yeah, not, not including, not, the, not including Vanquishers. the Vanquishers. We're going to, we're going to spend time on that tonight. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> So up until the vanquishers, I uh, hopeful and um, I thought it was exciting. It was a little bit of a confusing ride, but but you know, waiting for the end just to see how everything plays out. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I most of it was uh, it was good. Okay, that's awesome. What about you, Ramona? Um, you really, really need to watch each episode more than once. Um. There's a lot of stuff in there, and you might miss it on just the first viewing. Oh, sure. And um, the uh, content is a little bit more adult-oriented instead of uh, when the original shows were first put out. They were young person um, oriented. Um, But... uh, I did find some of it confusing, and I myself found myself Googling a little bit. Hmm. Okay. No, that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. Well, I'm going to be very curious to hear what you guys' thoughts tonight. We'll get into that in a moment. But, of course, let's introduce our regulars to the show. Of course, Mr. Howdy himself, Mr. Mike Gordon, is here. Howdy. How are you, sir? Peachy keen. You ready for this one? The flux is over. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've always wanted to say what the flux with you. You know, that's cool. (laughs) And, of course, Mary Ogle is here. Hi, everybody. It is fantastic to be here. And I guess, you know, I'm dying to know what you guys thought of this because I've been, like, pent up for, like, the last two days (laughs) trying not to talk to anybody about it or – not really, you know, read what, you know, other people's reactions were or whatever. Because I like talking to you guys about it first and everything. And it's always good when it's a good episode, like the Angels story or a couple of the other ones. And then there's the biggest fears I think we had about the Vanquishers was can Chibnall stick the landing? And... So anyway, um, <laughs> let's get into this one. This is, of course, the Vanquishers. Jody as the Doctor, and we had as companions. We had, we had Vinder. We had Yaz. We had Dan, and of course, we had the wonderful Professor Jericho in this one. They, and, no. you know, yeah, 
That's true. And Bell. And we also ha- had uh, Carvanesta. Yes. Which is, it's interesting. And we'll get into all of them. And it was just, this was the episode where this all came together. Everything, all the pieces well, sort of. were supposed to, <laughs> to supposed come, to come together, together, you know. Mm-hmm. And initial thoughts before, you know, let's go, you know, Shirley, what were your initial thoughts coming into this? Coming into this, I was very hopeful. I wanted to see um, some of these plot lines uh, resolved. Uh, I was excited to see how Chibnall was going to take care of some of the loose ends. Um, excited to see if uh, Vindo would find Belle um, and uh, Dan would fetch his dog and all of that stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was excited. I I still am excited, but differently. (laughs) (laughs) And Ramona, what about you? Um, I, too, was excited and hopeful that uh, things were going to come together. Part of me wanted to see the doctor get her memories back. Um, Part of me uh, hoped that uh, she had other plans. Um, You really needed a sci-fi science background to understand some of the things that were going on. Um, Oh, yeah. I won't get it into now, but I'll get into it with the spoilers with you guys. But uh, the ending, the ending didn't go the way I wanted to do, but it was close. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I promise. And, of course, Mike and Mary, what about you? I liked it more than you did, I think. (laughs) You do not sound like you were happy with it. And, and, I mean, I'll concede it was a big mess. (laughs) I'll totally concede that. But I had a lot of fun watching it, you know. And it was was enjoyable to me. And um, did Chibnall stick the landing? Well, sort of, kind of. But I, you know, it was kind of a, a fun ride. And so I'm I'm willing to forgive a lot, I think, because I still feel like this was Jody's best season. Oh, and Jody was fantastic in this, no matter what was going on. I agree Jody completely with that. Jody was fantastic. We had three of her. It was awesome. Yes. And she was yeah. she was really great when she was interacting with herself. When she was flirting with herself. You know, you're kind of cute. I think so too. Thank you. <laughs> and what about you, Mikey? Um, I, I enjoyed it. And I will say that, uh, I, I think that Chris, um, stuck the landing more than I thought he was going to after watching last week's episode. Um, and I thought he was going to leave a lot more on the table, which he kind of does. And obviously begin and all of that, but, um, there were some things I really, really enjoyed. Uh, it was fun. It was fast paced. Boy, was it fast paced. Um, and, uh, you know, you really had to, like, you know, pay attention um, <laughs> uh, because things were being, you know, because he had a, a lot. He had set this up. So he had so much to resolve. Um, I think it could have been better if it would spread out like over two episodes rather than just this one. We could have had some more meaningful moments, but instead we didn't really get to savor anything like like. You know, uh, because we quickly had to move on to the next thing. But I will say that uh, I think my favorite part of it 
was what Mary mentioned about the, the using, you know, splitting the doctor into three, having her have these like adventures with the various companions. Um, I thought that was a great idea. And uh, Jody, it was, it was the best part of it because we got more Jody mm-hmm. and, um, and as, and, and Jody, like really, that's the, that's the one thing about this whole mini series that I will say Jody's been amazing. And it's probably been my favorite thing out of Chris Chibnall's run period. Yeah. Okay. Going forward. I just wanted to warn people that we are going to spoil. So if you haven't seen this episode, exactly. We haven't given really anything (laughs) away yet, but we're going to dive into it with both feet now. So folks, if you haven't seen it, why are you listening to us? Watch this. <laughs> go, Come on. go watch it. Yeah. Maybe watch it a couple times. <laughs> exactly. You might need to watch it a couple times. And I've seen it twice already. And I need to drink something. That's all I have to say. <laughs> but um, it still is better than uh, Cyber Brigadier. I'll say that. But, you know. Anything's better than high... Cyber Brigadier. <laughs> I was going to say, that is the, the lowest bar you can name. <laughs> Like I said, (laughs) so like, yeah, if we're going to start with that, like, oh, it's better than Ghostlight. Oh, come on. Hey, Um, hey, that's my personal feeling. So, you know, you're entitled to it, my friend. But But yes, it was it was a lot that he had laid out on the table and. They wrapped up some, they started wrapping some and putting the pieces closer together last episode. And he tried to get it all together. And I will say this, I'm glad he didn't answer everything in this episode. I think, you know, he's leaving some of it to the final three specials, Mm -hmm. which is good. I think it's awesome. And I, if they would have done something like a Moffat did, like a little offside, oh, yeah, the TARDIS exploded because it was an offshoot of the uh, church or something. You know, it's like, what? I wanted to find out a big story on that, not just this. So Chibnall did, you know, what he had to set out on. No issues with that. Really no issues with that part. Um, I thought some of the explanations were very weak. I thought some of the presentation was weak and, but I thought as everyone's saying, I thought Jody knocked it out of the ballpark. I don't think there's one episode in this storyline, this season that I did not think she was amazing. You know, I think, you know, this season shows me, and we've said this multiple times on the six episodes that we've done, that she deserves to be the doctor. She also deserves to get great writing and good storylines. So I will say that. I will say that I know we don't usually talk about rumors, but I'm going to talk about this one because it's actually, it's a pretty strong established rumor that this was supposed to be an eight episode season, not a six episode season, that it was cut down because of COVID and you could tell in certain scenes that they were kind of working with a COVID protocol. And I know that that must have limited them in some ways. And so I, I think it's a valid criticism that this, I've heard a lot that these episodes didn't leave a lot of room to breathe. And that's true. But I will also say that I think that, you know, it, it, I, I, I think it's pretty amazing that they did what they did under the constraints that they had 
during a pandemic that, you know, they were filming during the height of the pandemic. And um, I mean, I, I can kind of see where they probably cut a lot of stuff out that, that it could have gone on. It got condensed in a way that it probably wasn't quite, quite meant to. Like any storyline I mean, where the great serpent actually made sense. Yeah. I mean, I think the great serpent was just completely, totally unnecessary. <laughs> that was just, I don't even know why he was there. That I that I think I do think they failed on that one. Certainly, still, could have expanded on some other storylines and eliminated the. Uh, the yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he he was not really needed, um, and there was no it real great payoff with really. him, or okay. or with Kate Stewart even. Exactly. You no. know, and I really like Kate Stewart. Her, she was there just for fun because she mm-hmm. added nothing to the actual. Right. Aside from just being great to see her or possibly just setting a location. Well, exactly. Or she was in charge of the great, you know, human resistance and you saw only one member of the (laughs) resistance and was killed killed just like that. Right. And there's no setup for that guy either. I mean, it's just, you don't even care. No. So yeah, that, that was not that, that part, that whole part with the unit was not done well. I think that was the way. 30 seconds. (laughs) I think, I think anything with the grand serpent and unit for these, these couple stories was just a waste. It was, you know, it didn't even give vendor, you know, satisfaction for banishing the guy or anything. It wasn't, there was no great payoff. No. Yeah. 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 There really wasn't. And there was no great explanation as to why. He was like, why yeah, was he was there like, at all? Yeah, <laughs> it just that was. I don't know. You know, is it possible that, that we could follow up with him during the next three episodes or three specials? Maybe. Um, but look, I think I think a lot of what was what we, everybody was wondering going into this and going into Chibnall and Jody's last run was was Chibnall going to address and and complete the timeless child, you know, storyline that he started. And obviously in a very chibnal way, um, meaning very like almost subversive way, this is his, his follow-up to that. And, um, and then quickly like, you know, chucked in the bin and say at the end to say like, yeah, that's not going to be touched upon again. <laughs> like we're like this, it was a very like convoluted way of saying basically, yeah, we're, we're just going to put that away. And, Somebody wants to open up that box at some point, sure, but I, I don't. I think we're done with Thomas Child for like maybe ever. Um, yeah, I hope we are. <laughs> I have a theory about uh, about the watch and all the other doctors in there. Uh-huh. Um, when she was when um, Jody was talking to Time, Time said that um, you will not regenerate. And uh, something to the effect of uh, beware uh, of all the forces around you uh, that that are against you and their master. Okay, Gee, so that, that was kind of obvious, that. right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. But she was basic. Time was basic. Well, which is she? Because it was Jody at, the, at that Fair time. Uh, was saying that you're going to die. She said your time is up. You will not regenerate. So what we might get, if maybe this was a lead-in, that, okay, maybe there won't be any new doctors, but there's hundreds of old doctors in the watch that could be brought back 
as uh, as Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, it's like she's already outlived all her gen- regeneration, supposedly. But we've got hundreds in there. This could still go on for thousands of years. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I, you know, as far as the regeneration thing and there being a limit, I think we've just you know blown that. That's not that's not a thing. They can, that's an easy hurdle to get over. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I certainly don't want the next series or what Russell T's doing or whatever to be like prequel stuff. I just don't want to see, that's not what I want to see. So, uh, I, you know, I hope I, you know, there's been a lot of threats, a lot of, you know, things where it's like the doctor, you're, you're, you're at the end and you get that all the time when he regenerates or she regenerates. So I, I don't, I don't put a lot of faith into that as if like that's going to happen, but it's just another warning. Like that's what could happen. Um, and she has to well, avoid it. You have a lot of spin-off shows in the Hooniverse that uh, right. Russell T wants to do. Well, yeah. Oh, that, I, that I could, could see happen. them, you know, doing a lot yeah, of yeah. spin-offs based sure. on that. Oh, I would love to see yeah. a spin-off with the Fugitive Doctor. I think yeah, that was, she was good. And with Carbonista as her companion. Exactly. And, with you know, family. Exactly. And that would be really awesome because, you know, even Carbonista said, you know, hey, I, yes, you figured it out, but I can't say anything because, you know, Division put a poison thing in my skull that will kill me because if reasons. I talk to it. Yeah. Because Dr. Who. Yeah. <laughs> Which she glossed over completely. I mean, if he was her companion at some point, which is what she deduced. She would want to do anything she can to help him, not just say, "Oh, okay," and leave it at that. That's not. But this is the stuff. this is the same doctor who, when uh, you know, Graham was talking about his cancer, she said, "Oh, I'm kind of uncomfortable with this." You know? <laughs> yeah. So. Well, it's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, maybe she had to let Carvanista go because any further contact with him could activate the uh, sy- synaptic. Uh, basically, bomb in his head. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. That is a good yeah. point. But she it's, has to. She has to avoid him. Very much so. But yeah, it's, it's kind of like the Donna thing, right? Yeah. But it's also, in all truth, it was the thought. You everybody know, loves that that the Santarans <laughs> right? killed off Kandanista's race, just you know, like offhandedly. Oh yes, we threw them all out the airlock, and it's like so he's the last of his race now. And yeah, because every single one of them was there. I don't. What about the one that got away earlier? Um, I, I like. I, yeah, there was a lot of stuff there. You know, obviously, and that didn't have that that emotional beat didn't ring true because it was they had to rush through it. You know, right. There's exactly. a lot of emotional so, beats that would have. All, all the Lupari are uh, grown up males. There are yep. no female Lupari. There are no puppy Lupari. Well, didn't the flux uh, destroy the planet? Lupari. Isn't that why there was only the Lupari fleet that was still around? So, there are, I mean, if you look at it that way, there was no loss since they weren't going to have any any more generations anyway. But um, it's still, it was just, she just glossed over it like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, and there wasn't a lot of reaction on Carnivista's part no. either. I mean, to be as part of that was the prosthetic he was wearing. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, well, it wasn't really help. expressive. <laughs> Yeah, that. but that, that was so cheesy. It didn't seem, yeah, it didn't seem appropriate, actually. It seemed more like a, I don't know, maybe, I know what they were going for, but. It was almost like uh, the Klingons, here comes a, war- a warrior. Ah! 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think the Klingons yeah. did it better, though. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so too. Um, so, uh, so real quick, like, so with the timeless child, is, is that something that you guys are now that we've had this run? And granted, he could mention it, or it could come up in the next three specials. I don't think it will, but it could. Um, I think this, you know, when Jody put that fob down deep down and said, like, you know, bury this, I was kind of like, okay, this is, that's what the BBC is saying. <laughs> bury, right. bury, bury this whole story. Of course, took it and very literally. If some, exactly. If someone <laughs> wants to get, you know, uh, do something with it, then fine. But I, I got, so, but we did, you know, so we have learned that the doctor, uh, you know, what, what we confirmed that the timeless child stuff wasn't just uh, the master like lying to her or setting her up. It was, it's real. And we did meet her adoptive mother who was killed. And then we didn't really get a moment like that was where that was, was a powerful moment. Um, so that was rushed through the episode beforehand, but still, so that's there and it exists. And now it's gone. Is that, <laughs> and that's, this is the way that Chipnell addressed it with this sort of like, weird kind of flux and swarm and everything else uh convoluted into it i I wasn't satisfied with that part of it but i guess i'm satisfied with um with the story being at least buried for now well i wasn't satisfied at all about the when um azure opened the watch and they went into wherever it was and it was a haunted house decapitated house it was just like really really you know that's just that was just stupid. Well, he did. He stole that idea from a book. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, I, I'm like, I think that's yeah. like a reference to something else. And I know a lot of visually it looked really cool and menacing. And, and I think it did what it's supposed to visually, but uh, I don't think like it, I, I, aside of that, when you looked into it, it just, it falls flat. It's not well, really that. Exactly. Cool. And swarm going, I can destroy the house and I could bring it back and I could destroy it. And you know, it, was like, it was like, Oh, don't, 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 don't. Well, that was their whole thing was reliving the, basically reliving the destruction of the universe over and over and over again. Exactly. Yeah. And sitting outside of it and laughing about it. I think that would get old after a while. There we go again. That's what they want to do for the rest of their existence is destroy the universe, bring it back, destroy the universe, and watch the doctor suffer. I mean, how long can you do that? This is even greater than I expected it to be. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, them but I mean, it, that actually was pretty dark when they were dusting Jody, <laughs> bringing yes. her back, dusting her, bringing her back. That that was pretty horrific. Yeah, yeah, that was visually. It was pretty. It was yeah. Um, that was tough. Yeah, visually, the, the effects. I could not make one complaint about the effects this season. They oh, had some pretty amazing effects, except for the rock gods of time. But other than that. I thought, you oh know, but otherwise I thought the BBC and Doctor Who, they did amazing with the budget they had and with the effects. This, this episode carried that on. I completely think the destruction of the Cybermen and the Dalek ships was just as good as something you would see, you know, in Star Trek The Next Generation or something like that, you know. 
What's, what's that Shakespeare phrase? Full of sound and fury and signifying nothing. That's exactly what that what that was. It was like, oh, this is pretty. Oh, I know that the Daleks and the Cybermen are not really going to be dead for long, especially since I know they're going to be in next week's episode. That's yeah. like, like, gee, this looks pretty spectacular. Too bad it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but I mean, how many times have they done that? <laughs> no, it's absolutely true. It's true. I'm not saying that that you know, it's a it's a new concept. Uh, so, and even makes I mean, it's it not even there. just Doctor Who <laughs> that does that. I mean, how many times has Star Trek done that? True, know, true. Star Wars. Nice since they have done it so many times to not show us that that's what they've done. It, you know, we can wait one week to find out the dialects are back. Show us a different area of uh, trailer. We don't have to see the Daleks. I, I, it disappoints me when they throw that. You know, well, when the title in, um, is Evil of the Daleks, you kind of go, okay, yeah. They do that all the time anyway with the Daleks. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they've never. Because I think there's actually a contingent of people that get excited for on. I mean, that, that's a good point, though, Shirley. Just, I mean, we've talked about this before, how the BBC is always sort of you know, stepping all stepping over itself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I give them a lot of credit for surprising us as much as they have, though. I mean, they've had some really, especially during Chibnall's time, they've had some really big surprises, even during this whole six-episode arc here that, uh, you know, I they kept under wraps pretty well. Um, I mean, I don't seek out spoilers, but there was nothing in my face, and there was nothing that was, like, terribly, like, shocking. Um, I would have been but, very curious to see because uh, Barrowman was originally supposed to be part of this storyline and they had to write him out because of the controversy with him. I wonder what Jack, Captain Jack's portion would have been in this because they had so many characters already in this, you know, that we got to see what would he have, was going to be Carbonista. <laughs> actually, I would, don't laugh, you know. Except there would not have been a flight, uh, um, a fleet to get rid of. Yeah. Oh well, no, he would have just rounded up people to do it. They would have just yeah, glossed over it. All old companions of Doctor Who. <laughs> Such a love interest for uh, Dan. <laughs> That's a very good point. Very, very good point. It was. It would have been very interesting to see, but. I, you know, I liked some of the new characters, you know, I shed a tear when they killed off Jericho in this one. Oh, he was, yeah, he was probably the most emotional moment. Oh God. Yes. For me anyway. I mean, what, what, what was the end scourge of scoundrels? Uh, that should have been the title of my autobiography. Brilliant. <laughs> <I'm a> great. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we were actually emotionally invested in him. So yeah. You know, it meant something. I think that was probably one of the most emotional parts in this episode was, you know, them killing him off. And, you know, the doctor could have gone back in time and, you know, you know, no, no, put no, the TARDIS no, around. No, no, don't, no, don't, don't, don't do that. No. They had to addrick him, but it's okay. They had to addrick him, right? Yeah. Um, I will say, too, that on a, on a plus side, I was, it wasn't as powerful as I'd hoped, but I was pretty emotional when uh, Vinder and Bell finally reunited i thought that was nice uh yeah that, that I, was I, nice. I mean they i've been enjoying their storyline of the uh this whole run i i've been rooting for those kids um even when i 
you know, even when it was rumored they were going to be the doctor's parents. Um, I was still kind of like, I like them as characters, so please don't do that to them. And they didn't. Um, but I'll even go as far as to say that, you know, Big Finish wants to pick up on on the uh, the adventures of Vinder Bell, uh, their baby and and their pet dog. Um, I'll be I'll be I'll be I'll be, I'll be, I'll be all for that, you know. Uh, so we've got maybe two, two, two spinoffs, uh, two spinoffs for Big Finish. We've got uh, Yaz Gang and uh, um, uh, the Vinderbell Gang. Well, we have Fugitive Doctor too. So. Yes, we do. That's <laughs> true. We do have Fugitive. Three. Right, right, right. There's well, three. but Fugitive Doctor came before this arc, so before this storyline. Well, um, I still would have loved to have seen true Big Finish adventures with um, Jericho. I thought he was that strong of a character. Yeah. And well, Jericho still has a past that could be worked with. True, what led him up to that point and everything. That's very possible. That's a really good point, Ramona. And you know, on the other it, side, I wish I wish they'd done a little bit more with Claire. I thought that you know I was hoping for good things with her when she was introduced, but I, I found that Jericho like really just eclipsed her. I was yeah. fully expecting and. I don't know if I was the only one when they put uh, Claire into the psychic, you know, what torture chamber or whatever. I was hoping the angel would have come out of her or something like that to attack the Santarans. I was like going, Oh, they're in trouble. That's here comes the angels. You know, I don't think the angels in her anymore. No, no, it's, it's not. Yeah. But I would love that. That would have been awesome. <laughs> too bad. Yeah. See, <laughs> if I would have written it, it would have been like, yeah. There had been a lot of big differences, but anyway, uh, but yeah, it would have been, it was good. I thought the whole thing with the Santarans and chocolate was stupid as hell. Oh, I loved it. You liked it? I thought it was <laughs> it's, uh, it was back like to Ross uh, like of sweets, Miss Jenny's uh, sherbet fancies. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. I forgot about I forgot that. About that. That's right. right. Okay, I take back what I just said. <laughs> I don't think they did. Well, I don't think they did it particularly well. It's funny though that scene has been one of the most controversial one I, I've heard from people. People are very polarized about whether that whether the scene with the chocolate was good or not. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's. I found it kind of clumsy, but. A lot of people either hated it or loved it. Well, the Santarans can be bribed. Oh, yeah. But yes. even though they, oh, yeah. they can be bribed. I think the question that most people have is that he was in a candy store already, surrounded by chocolate. How can you bribe somebody? He's already got everything. Yeah. The recipe. Yeah, the recipe for the chocolate. Yeah, the recipe. True. I, I want to see a Santaran cooking chocolate. That would just. Uh, <laughs> they, they were offering the Santaran the golden ticket, right? Like the doctor was Willy Wonka and is offering the golden ticket. <laughs> he was just thinking, I'm going to make so much money on the Santaran black market. <laughs> I will say this Chibnall has made the Santarans a threat again. I will give that to him. They were actually handled really well in the storyline. I thought they were all right in the first use of them. Um, I thought they were as opportunists, and during the you know the the the, the second episode, I thought they were. Very, but when when now they're elevated to one of the quote unquote big three or whatever, uh, yeah. I I thought that felt a little forced. Um, I've, I've always felt that they were part of the big three 
for it was I either, maybe uh, might be like the big 15 <laughs> you're not impressed by the Centaurans. he's not impressed I mean, by the Santarans. Okay, the Santarans are, are good uh you know I, and that, that was mean i'll say maybe the big 10 i wouldn't put them in the big i wouldn't put them as like one two three as far as the best adversaries i, I would put them up against the daleks who cannot fly <laughs> okay okay I put them equal to that because then they both have their vulnerabilities. I mean, you could smack a, a, a Santaran in the back of the neck and that's it. He's done. All you need Gosh. is Dan with a pan. It's awesome. Or walk. <laughs> and then uh, again, with the Daleks not being able to go upstairs, you could just run, you know? So yeah. I equate them together, but yeah, not, it, not as a current foe. No. The Santarans, like it's so well known that it's kind of like, I wish that they would, uh, you know, we'd be, we'd be introduced to them and someone whacks them in the back and it's like, nope, we took care of that. And it's like, oh, no, now we have to figure out something else. Like, like they should like they should be evolved beyond that, I think. Um, but I'm glad that they use the older type makeup and stuff on them, because I think oh, yeah. that does make them a little scarier, um, a little spookier, less like toyish, like the Tenth Doctor dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, and cute. Uh, I, I had to. I had True. to love the fact that you know when the Centaurans made their like plea for the universe, like like you know we will unite the universe except for you, Rutans. You can go to oh, hell. That was like, hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. I know only only a certain amount of people are going to get that. It's true, but those of us who do are like howling on the floor. Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. But I think that's the thing about the Centaurans. There's always that element of humor with them that there isn't with the others. No, that's true. But you know, they were they were treacherous in this one. They were yeah. optimistic, and they basically wanted. You know, they were going. They were using the Daleks and the Cybermen as fodder for the flux. And okay, okay so. All right, so the way things are left, the Flux has destroyed pretty much most of the known universe. Yes. And including including the big, quote, unquote, the big three now, the Cybermen, the uh, 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 Daleks, and uh, the Centaurans are all gone thanks to the Flux. At the end, everything's happy-go-lucky. We're just going to go on another adventure. And I'm like, wait a minute. How much of a universe is there left for you? To There's explore? nothing else unless yeah, they go to the past. Like, yeah, I thought of that too. They did not resolve the that? whole universe thing. <laughs> yeah, like, aren't you going to uncompress things? Is that like that? I think they skipped that scene or something. Like, I think they should have had a it's, scene. Where it's they for the bonus material on the, the DVDs. <laughs> yeah. right. The Doctor is the universe. Yeah, really. Oh, yeah, that's what they said. That's what time? No, Azure said that. Yes, I think a form. One of them said it. The Doctor is the know. universe. To be honest with you, that's my been my weakest part to this whole thing is that I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if I just don't get the concepts or what. But the whole space versus time, what Swarm wants to do is just makes no sense to me. Uh, every time they open their mouth, it just seems like they're just talking fantasy talk. It doesn't make any sense to me. The whole scene at the end with quote unquote time made no sense to me whatsoever. Um, and I, I just didn't feel like it had any basis in anything. I thought it was just Chibnall trying to be clever and it just fell flat with, for me. Well, part of All it. All I got was yeah. one, he wanted to punish the doctor and two, yes. he wanted to destroy all matter. 
Yes. And he wanted to, he wanted to punish division as well. So he wanted to take down division, punish the doctor, and then, yeah, take that out and watch the universe get destroyed over and over again on endless loop. Like, you know, like a uh, Netflix for the universe uh, or something like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Binge watch yeah, the universe. Just just <laughs> and how coming up he, next, you might also like this, this it, universal destruction. It didn't make sense at all though. It didn't make sense how quickly they were basically time just like, you know, got rid of them. That's just like, you know, it seemed like a, a well, why, why would time be a, be a thing, you know? Well, exactly. Why, why, why would you even want to anthropomorphize time? That what's the purpose of that? It, uh, and and space versus time. It's like no, it doesn't work that way. This is not a wrestling match. <laughs> In this corner tonight. <laughs> no, I don't think so. And that's it's. It doesn't make sense. He left it that the universe is pretty much destroyed. The only place with life on it pretty much left is Earth. Everything that else. That was my understanding. I yeah. didn't see anything else. I mean, then the whole flux was been was put into the passenger. So even if they were to uncompress it, it's like, I don't know how that works. It's just it's, like, it's, it's, they, it's they, like they a giant, a it's like a giant zip disk, you know, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my question is, What's happened to parallel universes then? Oh, yeah. They, they st- open that idea and then they like, don't mention it again. Yeah, of course not. Right. Well, this is where the dialects can come from. This is where you can reboot the universe is by going into the parallel one. I mean, it's- or just hanging know. out in void space for a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, hey, they can go back to end space. There we go. Yeah, you know. You know, Adric's people are still waiting E-space. for E-space. 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 Yes. E-space. E-space. Uh, please, no. <laughs> isn't isn't Ramana still there? <laughs> well, according to Big Finish, no. She made it out. She became- I, thought, I thought it was destroyed by the back, the back blast. I think so, too. Because, but that's another story on itself. But that's well, the Division was going to escape to other universes, supposedly. Yes. Yeah. After this one was destroyed, so I assume and they're even, still around. Even Swarm mentioned that that they were going to go to the Hoppo over to another universe as well and destroy that one, destroy that one, and and so they were going to do that again. Um, but in the last episode, none of that. Like there was no talk of other universes or what if that was an option. Not at might all. Work. So you know, it's, it's I think that still might that... be on the table. Because <laughs> using multiverses is popular now. Yeah, well, of course, you know, just ask Loki. And also they're acting like just by destroying Tectune, which I still think was really lame. Um, She had her place there. The uh, death of Tectune told me one thing, that she wasn't wrestling. That's true. (laughs) Or Omega. Um, Yeah, that's true. But they, yeah, it just, so, I mean, what if destroying her shouldn't destroy division though. It's no. just destroying her. Because div- division <laughs> should still be have its hands. Yeah, there's supposed to be division things. agents, yeah, all over the place. Exactly. So, you know, all over the place isn't there anymore. That's a good Unless point. Division it, it, isn't it, it, a physical thing. It is an idea within one being. She said, I am division. 
No, I don't buy that because there were agents all over yeah. the place. I mean, they could have division agents in the other universes already. And I, lo- I loved it, though. You know, the big cliffhanger at the end, Swarm was coming with his hand ready to touch the doctor. And the doctor in the first minute of this, whoop, no, you didn't get me. Can't touch me. Can't get me there. Miss me. <laughs> and it was, it was just like, Really? Really? I was just like, oh, God. But, you know, I did love it, you know, when the doctor realized that, you know, it was Joseph Williamson was the one who created the tunnels. And she was like, oh, I didn't do anything. Oh, no, you did. You did so much. And she said, and she shook his hand. This is a Paul Hollywood handshake. And, you know, folks who watch the Great British Baking Show totally freaked out on that one because <laughs> that's right from that. So it's pretty awesome. So well, I would say there's another spin-off right there with all those tunnels. Oh yeah. Right. The we gotta find out more about the Mad Bull. Right. Yeah. That, I don't know if he'll I, be in it, but I think the tunnels will be. No, because the tunnels are still existing. There wasn't anything right, to yeah. destroy. Oh them. yeah. You could do a whole show about a team exploring well, all the tunnels. Well, exactly. And since there's no more unit, Kate Stewart is the perfect host for that. <laughs> <laughs> Another spinoff, folks. There you go. That's right. <laughs> What's behind this door? I want to know what was behind the door that took out all those Santarans <laughs> that Yaz opened. But the, I can see the big finish series now. The tunnels of Kate Stewart. <laughs> no. That is not a good title. <laughs> no. No, that that's like the porn parody. Well, I didn't say it was Kate Stewart's tunnels. <laughs> uh, Mike, you might want to stop before you go too far down this one. <laughs> oh, I almost said something I really shouldn't say. <laughs> <laughs> now we're now we're now we're getting into this is devolving. Um, so yeah, let's talk more about the flux. Yeah. <laughs> it was I just, you know, after you know, Swarm and Azure were destroyed, it was like, what was the point of them? It it was just like it did not make it was just like, oh let's just wipe them out like this with a snap of a finger. Just, that again may have had to do with the fact that he had to reduce it down to six episodes instead of eight and couldn't draw it out any longer. That's possible. I yeah. agree with yeah. that. It, it actually, that would be, I would believe that because that did seem very, you know, like I had, I had to come up with something at the last minute. Yeah, but I, I even got the feeling that it just felt like through the whole six episodes, it felt so empty that I, you know, no matter how much more explanation you would have given it, I don't think I would have grasped it. I don't think it was something that was really deep and thought out. I think it was just something that there was just words that he was slinging around. It's like, I know, I'll be clever and let's do space versus time. And how does that work? I don't know. I'm just going to use these words. And um, that's what it felt like to me. But I don't know. Maybe there are some theories behind all that. And, and, and I'm just not privy to that information. But I don't think they did a great job in making it seem like it was a, a plausible thing i mean i i you know i mean i could dig like greek gods of of you know various things have being at war with one another but in this instance time and space just didn't make sense to me well exactly. oh, that's because it's nonsense <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that's what that's what it, it felt like so i don't like i said i don't know if it really is there's some sort of theory behind it that he was trying to I tap don't into, think so. but i didn't i didn't get that well it's interesting you know one of the points that you know 
you have to think about. You saw that um, Diane was still in Swarm. I mean, in Passenger, sorry. Um, and, you know, when Vinder went in and they found each other in there, were there other people still in there from, you know, all those times that... No, she said I, no. No? They got used for, for fuel to make yep. the connection between the Doctor and Swarm. Yeah. So they were and all they, destroyed. They, they don't know why... Yeah, Diane didn't know why they left her behind, but... Um, oh, she's a nobody, as she said. She was bait. Yeah. Well, she was bait, right, because... They knew who she was, and that's the reason they took her. They took her for right. a reason that was to use purpose. against the doctor and Dan and all that. And so, and that even that could have been actually explained as the link, because since there was a link between Diane and and Dan, that could have helped be a link to the doctor. But they didn't actually make that. Right. Connection. She was they, just another white point diamond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But but exactly. I mean, even though they didn't do a lot with her, and granted, we can use the you know excuse that they didn't have time. But um, I, I thought the actress was great. Um, you know, I thought she was good. I thought she, you know, what whatever. Even though she her time was limited, and some of the stuff was like not really believable, I thought she did a really good job, and she really helped ground that character as well as Dan to an extent that um, even at the end when Dan asks her out and she's like, nah, not right now or whatever. I, I, I still feel for them. Their connection is still there. And I, and I appreciate them. They're interesting to me still. Yeah, that, that was actually one of the more realistic human moments is that you can totally understand why she might be. No, <laughs> I'm yeah, not so sure. I want to get caught dangerous, up in man. this. Yeah, you know? It's not safe around you, dude. So, yeah, and he was back in the museum, you know, telling his tales about, you know, <laughs> go to Liverpool. So, <laughs> but it was, it was, I don't know. There's just, I didn't, after I watched it the first time, I was just like sitting there going, eh, really? He had no home. He had no girlfriend. Yes, but he has and then a the doctor picks him up. Yeah. Well, I think his house is still in his pocket, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like he, he just carries his house with him all the time. It would have been fun if, like, you know, during the whole time where they were in back trapped in the past or whatever, if Dan had just been like, I'm kind of home, like, you know, I'm homesick. And he'd be like, I've got my home right here. Like, like it just would have been nice <laughs> if he it just kind of kept Oh, that. forget the home. Let's invest in Cray. Let's put our stock, op- stock <laughs> options in Cray computers. Uh, Yahoo. Uh, um, when it come up, uh, let's put a couple of uh, shillings in the uh, bank account for a hundred years from now. On the that, uh, that's what I always said about the angels. What's wrong with going back? You know, exactly. you know everything that's going to happen in the future. Make a fortune. Um, regarding Team Yaz or Yaz Gang, um, uh, Yaz was great. Um, you know, they don't really focus on her a lot, but she does a lot of great things. She's, she's the leader of team. Yes. Right. And, and, but I'll tell you, there's a lot in this, this, in various parts of this six parter that, you know, is going to give the Yaz doctor fanfic guy people like a lot to work. Oh, wow. Especially that apology. (laughs) Lots of Indiana Jonesing for, uh, Yaz. I mean, I mean, they're, they're, they're reuniting at the, at towards the, you know, halfway through and the apologies and all that, man, that was, that felt really intimate. That was fan service. (laughs) Oh, 
(laughs) Because they never showed you any connection between Yaz and the doctor. You never saw how that grew. Just the one big bed in the console room. You know? When both of them landed in the bed at the same time in the console room. (laughs) Who's sleeping in that bed? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Yeah. yeah. We talked about that. In, we talked about that in the first episode. It was just like, how convenient! The bed was right there in the console room. You know, well, the TARDIS is kind of moving stuff around. Okay, keep on saying that, Mike. It's okay. Hey, I'm just saying they, they've established that things are moving around on the TARDIS. Uh, oh, I'm sure they are, my friend. Although I'm they sure set they are. The, they said, well, if the TARDIS is moving, um, uh, the now I've just got my mind going in a hundred different other. <laughs> Crass things to say. (laughs) (laughs) Don't start talking about the the doctor and Yaz's tunnels. (laughs) (laughs) If you could talk about Kate Stewart, you could talk about the doctor and Yaz. Oh man! Wow. I love. Well, I, I, you know, I. They didn't. They mentioned all that stuff about the TARDIS in the first few episodes, and then they just kind of forgot about it. It wasn't an issue in the last three. Um, but I do feel like because of the poster art that the next episode will kind of touch upon at least the, the fact of what's going on with the TARDIS. Um, but I do, for the most part, hope that these next three episodes, these specials that we get are stand alone, nice little adventures. Um, to, so we don't need any more surprises. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you know, don't like start introducing like you know new elements here. Like, just tell some really good stories next year and 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 finish Jody's run off with a bang. I hope so. I really hope so. And they got three specials to do it with, and it should be very interesting to do it. We have Eve of the Daleks is the next one. So, and that's coming to us on what January first. Yeah, it's New Year's Day. New Year's Day. It's only three weeks away. So, oh boy, we don't have to wait that much before new Doctor Who, which is really awesome. Let's go ahead. Um, let's give ratings. Uh, not the TARDIS ones. The thumbs up. Ratings or thumbs up. Thumbs up. (laughs) We're going to do a thumbs up or thumbs down for this episode, and you can do half like a (laughs) thumb sideways, uh, an ambivalent (laughs) thumb. So we can do that too. Ambivalent thumb. So I am going to go with Shirley going first. Ambivalent thumb. <laughs> okay. Ramona? Ambivalent thumbs because things kind of went downhill after the uh, Village of Angels. Okay. Howdy, Mike? Um, My thumb is going to be, it's not like all the way up, like, hey, yeah, but it's it's kind of there. Like, I'm as if we're just doing this episode right just yes, talking about this, this, this episode like, i thought you know he he did pretty well especially if we give him uh like a little bit of a handicap because of covid and he had to shorten the season or whatever um I, you know if if you put that that in mind i you know there are some moments in here that were really really fun and great and it was enjoyable to watch even if some of it didn't make any sense so um and like i said uh i think it's overall i think it's the best thing that chibnall and jody has done since they've got the job so uh, i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a positive thumbs up okay mary 
think I'm going to give it, um, basically it's a 45 degree sum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not zero. It's not 90. It's somewhere in the middle there. Um, but I, I will say that despite its flaws, and, and I will absolutely admit that this is flawed, I, I had a fun watching it. I really enjoyed it, and I especially watching Jody, um, especially like we were talking about splitting her up, uh, you know, into threes because we got more Jody that way. Well, we got a multi doctor um, story. It was awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I and that, those parts I loved. And so, yes, there was silliness and nonsense, and um, Jim not just not knowing what to do and how to dig himself out of some holes, but. It was, you know, it was fun. It, it just, it was fun. And so I'm willing to give it a, a, at least a partial thumbs up. Okay. And I hate to say it, I'm ambivalent with this one. And, you know, it's the first one of the season that I haven't given a thumbs up to. So I'm kind of, it. you know, I don't think it stuck the landing like I was hoping to. But you know what? We definitely want to hear from you guys please write us feedback at earthstationwho.com let us know what you guys thought were we totally off base or were our thumbs correct for this one so we definitely would love to hear from you guys about that we did get a piece of email like we mentioned earlier you know that's why we like you give you you guys our email address because we like getting emails and our friend robert okay that's a nice little email here rob said Hey guys, just a quick email with my thoughts on the latest episode of Flux and the overall series. My overall feelings at the end of the last episode was frustration. For me, there was too many unanswered questions and plot lines that were not tied up. These may be wrapped up in the specials, but I'm not that hopeful. The episode was good, but it could have been could have been great, and this one wasn't. The one shining light was Jody's performance. She knocked it out of the ballpark, and I will miss her when she's gone. He took that from us. That's good. He's a British person's using ballpark. That's awesome. <laughs> the, the episode was technically a multi-doctor story and one of the best we've had. I love the interaction of the doctor had with herself. Couldn't agree more. Jody was amazing, and especially as the multi-doctors. And I'm hoping in the specials we might see her in the dark jacket again, too. Because, you know, that would be really cool for their final stories. The episode as a whole, the good parts. Uh, when written right, Yaz was awesome. Professor Jericho was a wonderful character, and I was genuinely gutted when he was killed off. I had already planned to buy the big Finnish audios. <laughs> the Santarans are back for the ruthless best. And Dan was far better than I expected him to be. Okay. What frustrated him was uh, the Grand Serpent was his, his point. It just didn't make sense why he was there. I had feelings he may return in the specials. I also think he may be Rassilon. Um, based that off the doctor's comments that he had a dual binary system, and she then asked him what he was running on when he exiled when it, when he was exiled. Vinder and Bell, I liked the characters, but I just didn't see the point of their story. And don't get me started on Diane. Her inclusion made no sense at all. Kate Stewart loved the character, but totally underused. She was the head of a human resistance, but we only saw her in the tunnel. True. Swarm, a great villain, but defeated too easily with no real explanation of who he is or was. And, and how did trapping the flux within the passenger reset the rest of the universe, or we did not just see that part? 
I could go on, but I know you guys have a rest of the show to record. Overall, he gave the story a 3.5 out of 5. Some episodes hooked me, some frustrated me, but it did keep me interested enough to watch the last episode live. Something I haven't done in a long time. Take care, guys. Love and miss you all. Rob McIntyre. Oh, I love you, Robert. Yeah, Robert, you thank too, Robert. you. Thank you, thank you, Robert. That was awesome. And he brought up most of the points we brought up in this episode. So I think we're all in pretty much the same mind and everything. But, you know, we're going to be coming back again next week when we are going to be doing a Facebook Live. We are going to be doing it on Tuesday, the 14th of December at 8 p.m. Eastern. And it will be up on Facebook in the e ESW group or Station Who group, of course, and we'll probably simulcast it over into the ESO Network Facebook group also. So definitely, you know, if you, you want to join us, we'll be, be taking questions. We'll be talking to f quite a few folks. So, and we'll be giving reviews and ratings of everyone who's been on the show for the six episodes. Finally, you know, everyone's been saying, "Can I tell it, Mike? Can I tell you what I thought now? How many Tardises?" So. It's going to be a lot of fun to do. So please join us then. But let's, of course, thank the folks who were with us this week. Ramona, you made it through your first episode with us. Thank you for having me here. It was a lot of fun. And want to tell people about uh, your Facebook group? I have several Facebook groups and pages. But tonight I'll just uh, introduce you to the um, 14th Doctor Who page which I've had for a couple of years. And right now it's uh, dedicated to uh, Jody Whittaker's character. That's awesome. That is awesome. Definitely check a look at her stuff, folks. It's a lot of fun. There's some great, great Doctor Who discussions in there. And thank for, thankfully she's a huge fan of ours because she includes us with it too. So it's really awesome. <laughs> thank you for all your support, Ramona. Appreciate it. You're welcome. And Shirley, thank you so much for joining us also. I'm glad I could pop in. It's always great to be with you all. You are fantastic. Do you want to give a little plug for the Pandorica? Okay. Uh, we are the Pandorica Restaurant. We are 90 minutes out north of New York City in the wonderful small city of Beacon, New York, right on the train station. You can just take us up from Grand Central. <laughs> that is awesome folks if you guys are into doctor who at all this is a place to go visit and it is one of the most like amazing doctor who places you could even go shops restaurant anything you walk in and you're inundated with doctor who even going to the bathroom you're inundated with doctor mm. who it's awesome and the food is amazing there folks so definitely check it out the Earth Station Who sign of approval. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so our five listeners will be there. It's awesome. It's good. <laughs> and of course, let's thank our regulars for being here tonight. Of course, Mary Ogle, thank you as always. Oh, thank you for having me. It was a great time. Anything you want to shout out about or plug? You can find my artwork at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVision Arts. Excellent. And Mr. Mike, we made it through another one, sir. We did. And as always, it's my pleasure. Exactly. And if folks want to listen, uh, Earth Station One, this week we have talked all about some of the uh, our favorite holiday music. And mm -hmm. it's going to be a, it's a lot of fun. We have Ricky and Bambi of Radio Cult on with us and also Michelle, our music 
goddess is with hmm. us, you know, or iconic music goddess, I should say. So it's pretty darn awesome. So check out our station one for that. And like I said, we're going to be doing a Facebook live next week on Tuesday, the 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern up on Facebook. So definitely check us out. And if you don't have Facebook or don't support that kind of stuff, we'll have the episode up here on our usual release date. So definitely check that out. Thank you everybody for listening. If you have a chance and feel very gracious for the holidays, give us five star ratings, wherever you listen to this, we would really appreciate it. If you feel, you know, not so holiday ish or grim or like the Grinch or something, still give us five stars, but just say, you know, they were, you know, they were just given out of charity. That's it. That's it. You know, that's a good way to do it. <laughs> so thank you everybody for listening. We will see you here next time on our station who peace. And you know what? We'll see you for the new Year's special in just three weeks. Talk to you then. Peace, and we are done. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. Do you know how fast you were going? Uh, sorry, officer. Uh, one episode every two weeks? Two weeks! Did you also know you're carrying a dangerously heavy load? Yes, sir, we do. We've got interviews, fight nights, film discussions, Desert Island DVDs, and lots more. I think we've got to take you down to the station. You do not have to write anything, but it may harm the Cosmic Pizza Podcast if you do not mention when questioned something you later wanted in the promo or feedbacks. Anything you do say may be used in said feedback. Cosmic Pizza Podcast is not about the cosmos or about pizza. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.